As a newly ordained priest, I've been ordained now for about two years. This July will be two years. And one thing I did last year is um, after the Easter vigil, which happened last night, went over to a friend's house and we partied all night and I didn't get home till like three in the morning and I was cranky in the morning. And then here I am today after doing kind of the same thing last night, we had a bigger party and I didn't get, I didn't get home till about 1.30 and um, the Easter lilies are here and I'm a little bit tired so I apologize if I'm a little bit cranky. As we gather here today, the good news is presented before us and we have the choice, we have the decision to walk in light of the reality of Jesus Christ conquering sin and death and rising from the dead. One thing that I am able to do as a newly ordained priest also is every Saturday morning, men are always invited out to go out to Gartsky Flowage, which is about 10 minutes outside of town. And we go out there every Saturday morning and we look at the upcoming gospel. And we usually read it. We go hike for about a half an hour. And then we go to a place, if you've ever been to Gartsky Flowage, there's a place where there's a, there's a bridge and there's a body of water. And that particular body of water, it's more of a brook than it is a river. But with that body of water, yesterday morning, it was so incredibly calm. And the sunlight just reflected so purely off of that water. And as I was reflecting on that, one of my favorite theologians, Jacques Philippe, one of his quotes from a book he has called Searching for and Maintaining Peace. He says, that is what your soul and my soul are called to be, to be calm bodies of water so we can reflect the light of Christ into the world. And then, after reading the gospel a couple times, this little duck, this little bugger came on the water and all these ripples started going and the, and the, the calmness of the water was just ruined for a few moments. And I just want you to ask yourself in your own life, are you at peace right now? Are you aware of Jesus' undeniable, infinite love for you? And And that he died, rose from the dead for you because he'd rather spend eternity with you than without you. Because that is the reality That's the peace he wants to give us. But now, you and I are called to be his mystical body, and we have to make a decision to help other people in their darkness. To help other people, and not be so consumed with myself and what I want and what I need, but I have to to receive the peace of Christ, and I have to bring that light to others. Because there's so many people who are just struggling out in our world today. Who are believing in the lie that it doesn't really matter if I live an upright life or not. It doesn't matter because I'll just do me. Our culture says, you do you and I'll do me. And that's the spirit of indifference. And that spirit kills souls. That spirit makes us angry and bitter and wants revenge on others for what they've done to us. But our Lord says, no, there's another way. There's another way. And as as we were reflecting on the gospel, one of the reasons why I go out with men in the morning and not with women is because, statistically speaking, there's so much reliance upon men taking charge and taking leadership in the church. Statistically speaking, no matter what denomination you are, if kids go to church by themselves, the chance of them being practicing Christians the rest of their lives is like 2%. If the mom brings the children and the dad doesn't come, the chance of those children being practicing Christians the rest of their life is like 10%. 
But if the dad comes to church, the chance of those children being practicing Christian goes up to 50%. And that's just the reality that men have to really do that. And as I look at our gospel today, let's just see if that still rings true today. Let's, do, let's, let's test it. Because a lot of people think that the resurrection is just hocus pocus. It's just a fairy tale. I'm not going to change after I leave here today. I'm not going to make a commitment to change. But in our gospel reading today, it says Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning. And it also says in other gospels that there were other women with her to go anoint the Lord's body. So let's test the gospel. Ladies, if you would please raise your hands. I just want to see a number of how many women are here. Please raise your hands. Okay, men, look around. This is going to be embarrassing. It usually always is, all right? Put your hands down. And men, please raise your hands. Woof. (laughs) So, thank you. So it proves that men, we we got to get our game on. Put our game face on because women, you're doing a great job. (laughs) You have a faithful heart. You have a desire to come to the tomb early in the morning. You have a a desire to come to that place where the stone is rolled away. And that stone being rolled away and I'm seeing an empty tomb, that's a symbol of your soul and my soul. And for some reason, for women, it's just a little bit easier to be vulnerable, to let other people see what's going on inside. But for men, for some reason, it's so hard. And typically, what I've found in my time ministering to men is that men seem to be a little more insecure than women. That's why we act like children sometimes, spiritual two-year-olds. The Lord calls us to mature and to do what we heard in our gospel today as we hear Peter and John running towards a tomb We hear about the younger one running faster and wanting to go faster, but he has to slow down and wait for Peter to come to the tomb. When they come to the tomb, they find something there that is a little bit strange. Because if you and I were to steal the body of Jesus, which is what the Roman soldiers were planning on doing, why in the world would you take the burial claws and unwrap Jesus? You've got to imagine how long that would have taken just to unwrap all those burial claws. <clears throat> because you would just take his body and run with it. But the fact that Jesus rose from the dead and he left his burial claws there, in Jewish tradition, that means when you leave a cloth on the table, when you leave a cloth out rolled up like it was, that means he's going to come back. That means he's telling us, he's giving us a sign that death doesn't have the last say. So let's look at our second reading today. Colossians talks about, think about the things that are above, not about the things here on earth. And how often do we think of those things on earth, and typically it it deals with anger, revenge, resentment, and the Lord came to give us a path of peace, which is a path of forgiveness. And you and I have to make a choice. The Lord loves us. He'll never force us to do anything. We have to make a choice to forgive. Especially those people who think, no way. They hurt me so bad. I could never. That's not the spirit of Jesus Christ who conquered sin and death. Who conquered the reality of that tomb being empty. He he conquered what they thought they would find in there. Just a dead man. But God, the dead man, rose to give us new life. And that new life does not include deep-seated anger and deep-seated hatred. It comes with deep-seated peace. 
A peace that wants to calm your soul and give you the joy and the knowledge that Jesus Christ would rather spend eternity with you rather than without you. And to live in the reality that Jesus Christ rose from the dead means that when I ask you in a few moments here that I do believe that I'm going to make commitments to get more involved in my parish community. Because as St. Teresa Avila says, talking about Jesus, he says, I have no hands but yours. I have no eyes. I have no heart. I have no feet but yours. You must be me to the world. And let that light of my resurrection shine into the darkest hearts in the world. Because we even hear about Mary Magdala coming to the tomb, and she's the one who we believe was caught in adultery. Big sin. Yet Jesus didn't judge her, and he set her free, and he said, go forth and sin no more, and she changed. And you and I have to make a decision today to change, to die to self, to allow the risen Christ to live through us. Because it's so easy, it's so easy just to check the box, come to church, walk out the doors, and say, won't see you till Christmas. The Lord is asking each of us, through the power of his resurrection, to make commitments. And for those of you who are millennials, I understand how hard that is. Because we live with this thing called FOMO in our world. FOMO is an acronym for the fear of missing out. Our real FOMO in our world today should be the fear of missing out in the good news of Jesus Christ who died for your sins and my sins and rose from the dead to offer us eternal life. So we don't have to worry about the things on earth. We only have to worry about the things and think about the things of heaven. And the Lord comes to each of us today in the Blessed Sacrament, which will become the bread and wine, which will become his body and blood on this altar in just a few moments. And he wants you to receive him and bring him to the world. And you don't have to be perfect to do that. You don't have to be a spiritual whiz to do that. You just have to call upon his Holy Spirit and let his Holy Spirit work through you. As St. Francis of Assisi said, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Because if there's anything our world needs today, it is more peace of mind, more peace of soul, more peace of heart. Because there's so many things in our world that are making us depressed, are leading us to suicide, are leading us to just negative, negative, disgusting habits. And we wonder why we're not peaceful. Maybe we should go to the creator of peace who will be on this altar in just a moment. And when you come down that aisle and you hear the body of Christ, your response is amen. Amen, I believe. Amen, I'm going to make a commitment to change and bring this Jesus to those who are suffering. And he doesn't ask for you to be perfect. He asks for you to give your commitment. So let us take a moment of silence to make a commitment. And anything that's holding you back from doing that, place it on this altar. Because the mystery of this Mass and every Mass is that the body and blood of Jesus will be present here. And he doesn't want to just remain on this altar. He wants to come into your heart and into my heart and bring us to the world. So that no matter what you're going through, no matter what that little duck is in your life that causes you to lose peace, he says, give me that. And watch what I can do. And call upon my Holy Spirit. And the best time to start new habits is right now. So let us pray, come Holy Spirit, three times. And let us make a commitment this Easter season to live in the reality of the resurrection. 
as we pray, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.